Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. I actually want to start by talking today about the dentist. No. Somebody pray for Ashley right now, right now. We're going to talk about the dentist. And I know like for most of you other than Ashley, who we're going to really take some time to pray over at the end of the service today, I think just saying that I want to talk about the dentist, probably for some of you, like me, you probably makes you kind of cringe just a little bit, right? Uh, It's not a fun experience. I actually looked up this week that it says that 60 plus percent of Americans hate going to the dentist. Uh, Actually, 60 plus percent avoid going to the dentist. Um, Just recently, I went in about the last month or so. And and when I left, I, I honestly, this was the exact thought as I was driving out of the parking lot, you have to be a lunatic to enjoy this. I love you, Ashley. I love you. Right? Like, I was just thinking, like, they were scraping my teeth, and they were, they were picking in, in between my teeth, and, it, and I don't know about you, but whenever they use that brush on the upper part of my mouth, it tickles my mouth, and it makes my eyes water, you know, those kind of things. And then I was leaving the dentist, and, and, and I don't know, like, some people think their mouth feels really clean. Mine feels really gritty and gross. It's like, I'm like, this is like, this is like the most, if I could avoid the dentist at all costs, I think I probably would, but, you know, be a responsible adult. I need to go and do the dentist, those kind of things. And so who's with me that you hate the dentist? Raise your hand. Okay, now anybody with Ashley and you love the dentist? Okay, please just, we're gonna take some time to pray. All right, no, I'm kidding. Now this does have a point today, all right? Uh, And that actually will uh, lead us into where we're heading today and not only today, but over the next several weeks together. And that is this, that like the dentist, um, where people avoid going, um, I was actually thinking this week that it kind of like that. Do you know that there's a book of the Bible that most people avoid reading? There's a book of the Bible that, that most people never actually read. They avoid reading almost, almost like, they're like, hey, I'll do anything else but read this book of the Bible. Does anybody know which book of the Bible it is? Revelation, Revelation right? Yeah, the book of Revelation. Now, I want to be very clear uh, today and from the next few weeks is that it's not the book of Revelations. It is the book of Revelation, okay? So that, that is important to point out here. But yeah, it's the book of Revelation. Uh, and, and the book of Revelation often is, is uh, kind of avoided. And the reason being for, for a lot of people, I think it's because, uh, like the dentist, they can kind of be a little scared of it. Kind of scared of the book of Revelation. Or for some, maybe uh, it, they figure, you know what, it's, it's a confusing book. It's a little hard to understand. And so I'm just gonna avoid the whole thing altogether. There's a lot of imagery in the book and those kind of things. And so it's like, ah, it's just too confusing. So instead of reading it, oftentimes the book of Revelation gets sidestepped, uh, and for some, never in their lifetime, even they might be a follower of Jesus, most of their, all of their life, they may never read the book of Revelation. And so uh, what that has to do with where we're heading is this, is that um, many of you know that our theme for 2022 at Cornerstone is that this year is a leap year for us, meaning that we're going to take leaps forward this year, emotional leaps forward, relational leaps forward, marital leaps forward, financial leaps forward, but we're also gonna take spiritual leaps forward. And so with that in mind, as I was working on the summer series where we're gonna camp out this summer, what we're gonna do this summer, uh, I, I thought, you know, if we're in a leap year, that probably means we ought to leap into the book that nobody ever wants to read. Right? We, ought to, we ought to take the leap this year. If this is what God has for us this year, that this is a leap year, we should leap into that. And so that is exactly what we are going to do. We're gonna take a leap this summer into the book of Revelation. Even though uh, for some it may be scary or confusing, we're gonna take a leap into a series called, it'll come up on the screen, called Revealed, Uncovering the Mystery of Revelation. 
And so uh, what we're gonna do in this series is over the uh, course of uh, the month of June and July as we are going to get a high-level view of the book as a whole and see what we can discover along the way that can have an impact on our everyday lives uh, today as well as sets us up for what's coming in the future. All right? Now, I will say up front that doing this series is a stretch for me. Actually, I think it's a stretch for most pastors, which is why often you don't hear message series like, hey, let's go to the book of Revelation, right? Most pastors kind of avoid this as well. And so uh, it's a stretch for me. I am by no means, I'm gonna say this up front, if you're expecting to get the most expert opinion of the book of Revelation, you don't look at Matt. Okay, because you're not gonna get that. I'm not an expert on this. I did my own study on it, not really realizing yet at that point last summer, I think God was kind of preparing me, but uh, I had this push from God to read personally the book of Revelation, study it. Uh, By the way, it was kind of cool as I was studying it and some of the connections I started to see in some of that, even with the numbers and some of that throughout the book. Um, And I also last summer, uh, last year, went through a study that uh, led another pastor that I like to listen to and follow. He he took his church through the book of Revelation, so I studied that uh, last summer as well. Um, And so so, but I'm by no means an expert, but I, but I really hope that as we go through this, um, that I've actually been able to find some themes and some things that I think that are relevant for my life and hopefully for your life. And I think that will also show us some things on how to live today and for, uh, again, what's gonna be coming in the future. So I wanted to take this leap together. Uh, I'll read this book together, the book of Revelation, study it and see what God might reveal to us, teach us, grow us up and those kind of things um, this summer. And so I hope that as uh, you're sitting in, out there this morning that you are excited about this because I honestly am excited about about it, um, even though I'm, I'm a little nervous too, I, I am really excited about uh, what we're gonna be doing this summer. Um, and so to that end, on your way out this morning, you're gonna get one of these. Uh, this is actually a, uh, a reading plan for the book of Revelation for the month of June, okay? Um, and so basically, uh, I just wanted all of us to, because again, some people, uh, you might have been a Christian for a long, long time and you've never read the book of Revelation. So I want you to just read it, just read the book. And so there's a chapter each day of the month um, and hopefully that'll be a motivator uh, to get you through. And then maybe you do it again in July, you know, maybe you read again through July and it'll motivate you to kind of read as the whole church is reading this together. And we hopefully, uh, I really do hope that um, we try to do this every week when we uh, get together, but I hope that you find some good spiritual stuff uh, in the midst of this book and, and for that's relevant to your life as we go through all this stuff, okay? So uh, I will also say this up front is that um, we will not be diving into the controversial tides of this particular uh, topic about, about the book of Revelation. Um, I know that sometimes when you, when you get into these kind of things and some people are like, okay, well, topics like predicting the end of time, I'm not going to predict the end of time. Some of you might as well just get up and leave now. No, I'm kidding, right? Like, I'm not gonna try to predict the end of time. By the way, there's actually scripture that says that we shouldn't do that, okay? Um, So I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna talk about uh, post-tribulation, pre-tribulation regarding the rapture. I'm not gonna get into all those things, okay? Or uh, I'm not gonna take a stand on the mark of the beast being something like a social security number or a vaccine or a tattoo. I'm not gonna get into all that stuff, okay? The goal of this series, as I was putting this, as like when when I was walking through this, when I was putting this all together, it's like, I think the Lord was like, you know what? Let's leap into the book nobody wants to leap into. Right? And so we just wanna get a high level view of this um, and read it, study it, and get uh, kind of a level of understanding of the coming battle that's coming and the directions for our life now. That's, that's kind of the goal. So I don't wanna get into the, like the, the controversial sides of things. I just wanna do an overview, if that makes sense. Okay, tracking with me? Head nod if you're tracking with me. Okay, perfect. All right, so with that then, I wanna jump into the very first focus of this series that we're gonna be jumping into today. And to lead us into that, I want you to take a look at this video and then I'll make a couple comments. Take a look at this. Papa, can we play outside? No. Why? 
Because it's five o'clock in the morning. It's too early. Why? The sun hasn't come up yet. Why? Because the sun comes up later. Why? Well, the Earth goes around, and when it turns a certain amount, the sun shows on the horizon. Why? <laughs> All right, how many of you have ever had that conversation with a kid? Uh, yes, it can be a little frustrating, can it? Like, right? I've been there. Uh, well, I use that video to dive into our topic for today because the first thing that we have to do when we're studying the book of Revelation is to know the why. We have to understand the why, the why of why this book was written. Why was Revelation written? All right, which we're told right up front in chapter one of the book of Revelation, uh, much of the why. And so we're gonna read that. We're gonna, that's where we're gonna camp out today is uh, Revelation chapter one. All right, and I think it gives us some good context and some things to consider as we jump into this series. So if you wanna turn in your Bible, you can turn to uh, Revelation chapter one. It's pretty easy to find. It's the last book of the Bible. All right, so pretty easy to find. You can find that there, or there are paper Bibles spread around, or you can go to sermons.church on a browser on your device, and you can find it there as well, or it'll be up on the screen. All right, so let's read this together, starting in verse one of Revelation one. It says, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. We're gonna skip to verse nine. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on the scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Skip to verse 19, it's the last verse. Write therefore what you have seen, what is now and what will take place later. So our title this morning is Revealed, Revealing the why of Revelation. I've got a couple of specific things that I see from that uh, text uh, that'll, that'll talk about the why, the why of Revelation that I think set us up for the next several weeks together, um, especially with a little bit of context included, which I'm gonna give you today as well. Uh, before I do that stuff, I do wanna pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, uh, that'd be great. So God, we, uh, we come to you this morning and thank you that uh, we got to um, just celebrate you in worship and celebrate the work that you've done in our graduates, uh, celebrate you through uh, sharing communion together this morning. And uh, God, we know you're here with us. The Spirit is with us. And so we do pray, God, as we look into this first uh, installment of this Revelation series in the first chapter of Revelation, God, we pray that 
you would make our hearts, our souls, our minds sticky and supernatural things. Jesus stuff would stick to us as we walk through this. And God, I pray that we would uh, that we'd be blessed beyond measure over the next few weeks as we, um, yeah, as we uh, dive into this series. God, we don't wanna just pray for today. We wanna pray for the next few weeks and the next couple months uh, that you just do amazing things among us. Teach us, grow us up, we pray. God, as we leap into this book that most people don't want to touch, I pray that you would just do amazing things in us and just even start that today. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, now, uh, before we jump into our two points for today, all right, I wanna give you some context that I think helps truly reveal the, and help us catch the why of Revelation, okay? Um, so I gotta set this up a little bit. Um, as we just read in verse 10, the book of Revelation is John's letter to a group of persecuted churches of Asia Minor, okay? It's actually a letter to a specific group of people for a specific time. Uh, just like if you, if you know the Bible, uh, you know, with the Apostle Paul, there were lots of letters the Apostle Paul wrote, right? Like to the Ephesians and to the Galatians, right? And all those kind of things. And so just like that, it's a letter. It's, it's John's letter to these churches. And it says in verse 10, right? That's why we're told this. It says, on the, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on the scroll what you see and, here it is, send it to the seven Churches, And so what we have to remember as we go into studying this book is that, uh, is that this was uh, written to a specific audience for a specific time. And so uh, it's important to, uh, to understand. I actually heard another pastor that, uh, again, I mentioned that I studied another pastor as he was walking through this last year. Um, and he said this, he said, you know, uh, it's important, but this is an important scriptural thing to understand in context all the time. But it, we, it was written to a group of people at a specific time, which means we can't make this book mean something different from, for us than it meant for them. Okay, it's gotta mean what it did for them, for us, because it was written to them. Okay, it was written to them and for them. Now, it's, it's written for us too, but the Bible is written for us to, to gain knowledge and wisdom and spiritual things, right? So it is for us. There's, there's value to us reading it so we can understand some things, but we gotta understand that it is not to us, okay? It is for us, but it was not to us. The other part of the context that I think is important to know and understand is, is uh, when it was written, okay? When it was written. And it, uh, scholars actually think that it was written around 96 AD. And this is totally for my friend, Doug Southworth, because I'm not, a, I'm not a, a history nerd, but he totally is. All right, so Doug, I'm nerding out on history here a little bit, all right? All right, so around, it was around, uh, around 96 AD is about when they think that this was written, okay? Uh, and this was actually uh, after about approximately three decades of really, really, really bad persecution of Christians, Okay, of, of, of followers of Jesus. It actually started, they, they say around uh, 65 AD with Nero. This was like the very first persecution of Christians. And then after him was, uh, was a guy named Vespian who continued to persecute followers of Jesus like, like real persecution, by the way. Not necessarily what we might think is persecution now in America, by the way, like, oh, I can't post what I want on social media, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, that was in the Bible, by the way. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Right, but so it's not like that. Like, I, like this guy, he would literally dip Christians in oil and light them on fire. Let that sink in for just a minute. Okay, so that, like this guy was like really, really bad, horrible persecution. Uh, things like then, uh, like in 70 AD, when Paul, Peter, and Timothy, all three heroes of the faith, were publicly executed. Okay. So there was approximately three decades of, of persecution, deep persecution, brutalizing persecution of Christians. Things we can't even imagine. I mean, literally, to, to, at this time when this was written, all right, to be a Christian literally was putting your life on the line. By the way, I, I, 
I'm glad that Jesus died on the cross, that, but folks, we don't understand that today. We don't understand what it means to be a Christian and put our life literally on the line. These folks were putting their life on the line. And so, at this time, uh, these letters, all right, this book of the Bible, to help give these people who are being persecuted, deep persecution, and seeing their loved ones like brutalized, right, to give them courage, uh, to give them a, a brave spirit to these churches, to these Christians. Uh, it actually says in uh, verse four of chapter one, it says that, right, so John's writing to the seven churches to the province of Asia, and he says, grace and peace to you from who is and who was and who is to come. This wouldn't have been uh, an encouraging letter to these churches. Um, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have boosted their fortitude if, if it was kind of like, uh, that it was just foretelling the future, right? And like, okay, hey, hey, guys, so guess what? This thing's coming in like 3,000 years. Good luck. At this point, like put yourself in that, in that brutalization that they're in. This wouldn't have been an encouragement to them, right? And, and so it's important to know when this was written and what it was, what it was written for because this book is... Um, is, is alludes to the fact that there is more to this than just an end times book. And I think that's, by the way, why people avoid the book of Revelation, because it tends, well, it's just end times, it's a little scary, those kinds of things. And there's some things in there, right? We'll get to that, all right? But, but the reality is that there's more to Revelation than just an end times book, okay? It was actually meant to encourage these churches and to remind us that God is in control. That's why it was written. And to, if we can remain faithful to a God who is in control, then there will be great reward for us in the end, okay? Now, the word revelation uh, in the Greek is actually this word, it'll come up on the screen, apocalypsis. And so it, it means unveiling or disclosure. And so, um, and so yes, unveil, disclose some things that, that will come, right? It's gonna disclose some prophecy, some things that will happen in the future, but also disclosing the fact that uh, things that are more than they seem even now, even in 2022, by the way, things are more than they seem. So these letters, a book meant to overall, what this book is really, uh, the biggest thing is to increase uh, our understanding of an unseen spiritual world that is in the background, has been in the background, will be in the background, and we gotta get, we gotta get real uh, aware of the spiritual unseen things that are going on because we might not actually understand why the, the pain and the suffering and all the stuff is happening, but the, because there's a battle going on. There's spiritual things. By the way, it's not, I don't have the scripture for it. There's a scripture that says that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, right? Well, I just got chills by that, by the way. Folks, we gotta, we gotta come to the realization. That's why this book was written, so we can understand what's going on in the background. It's not because I'm mad at Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm not mad at you, all right? I'm not mad at Stephanie, right? It's because there might be some, some evil things going on in the background, right? We gotta understand that. That's why this book was written. And so we have to understand that the book is, yes, uh, a book of prophecy, but it's also these two things. You can write these two things, uh, three things on your handout. It is a book of prophecy, but it is also a book of poetry and promise, and so I think people get stuck on the prophecy part, right? And it's why they never go any further into it or they get a little scared of it, right? But there's poetry in there. That's why it can be a little hard to understand. But there is significant promise in this book as well. And so the prophecy part, uh, just again, kind of setting this up for us that, uh, over the summer. Um, because it is, is prophecy and there's a little bit of poetry in there, um, just so you know, like if you've never read the book, like uh, people can often be represented in the likeness of animals, Historical events are, can often be represented by natural phenomenon like earthquakes or floods. Colors and numbers have meaning. 
And so it can be confusing, right? And so I understand why people avoid some of this. I mean, I'm, I, I've done that for a long time. I, I feel like I'm uh, definitely not an expert in this, those kinds of things. But if we, can, if we can press into this, this summer, and we can figure some of that out, if we can catch some of it, catch some of this imagery and understand it, folks, it can help us to live like Jesus. It can help us live like Jesus and do great ministry, which by the way, if you don't know, you're on this planet to honor God with your own life and to make Jesus famous. That's why you're here, right? To honor God with your own life and to make Jesus famous. And so we can live like Jesus by understanding some of the stuff in Revelation and we can do great ministry like Jesus. And so I think there's value to it jumping into a book like this so that we uh, understand the, un, uh, the unseen spiritual forces that are going on in the background, right? Um, and so we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got to read this. We've got to know this book, all right? So, uh, and then I'm gonna move on. Um, despite the mystery of this book, the mystery that surrounds this book, uh, which by the way, if you don't know, is the final book in the canon of scripture, uh, Revelation, folks, it can be a very hope-filled picture for us. Again, yes, of a coming battle that's already been won, but directions for living now. And so um, it's supposed to be, <laughs> this book is actually supposed to be an encouragement. It's not supposed to invoke fear. I'm gonna say that again. It is supposed to be an encouragement to us, not invoke fear. And, and here's the thing, folks, you gotta understand as we dive into this over the next few weeks together, uh, here's the thing, like Jesus wins. D- Jesus wins, his church wins. Right, And so the, why be scared of something when we know the end is good for us, those of us who are followers of Jesus? Can I get an amen on that? Right? Like, this, this is, like we know the end of the story. And so we should like, go in with that lens going, all right, that's all right. We can, we can walk through some of the stuff that's a little challenging in this book, right? Because we know what's gonna happen on the backside. The intent of this was to encourage the churches then, and it's in, it's, folks, it's to encourage our church now. That's what this is for, all right? And why? I think we gotta be less scared of it and willing to press into it, right? So with that, that leads me then, which is a long time I've been talking, leads me into our very first point. So uh, you can write this under your handout as we look now, uh, since we now know the reasons why it was written, why we should read it, all right? And so here's what it is. As we, we should uncover the book of Revelation because it's from Jesus. You can write that in. Because it's from Jesus, it's actually for me, uh, as I was even working in this week on the, on the teaching, I think it was something I missed when I read through my, my study last summer. This comes directly out of the text in verse one. It says this in verse one, it says, the revelation, look at this, from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant what must soon take place, he made it known by sending the angel to his servant, John. And so this whole book is from Jesus. He's not scary, Y'all aren't getting it. Jesus isn't scary, right? Like he, this is from the King of Kings, the Savior of the world, right? Just like reading like the, like I know so many of you have been in the Bible, you read the Bible a lot. And so like, like when you get into the Bible, like it's really easy to get into the gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the red letters, right? That the words of Jesus, right? It's like, oh, let's see what Jesus had to say. By the way, folks, do you know, this also was Jesus had to say. These, this is from Jesus. I'm glad there's nobody in the front row because I just spit a lot, all right? Man, I think, I think sometimes, right, like, it, it's so, it's, I was thinking about that this week, like, yeah, so, like, whenever we have new followers of Jesus, we say, hey, where do you start reading the Bible? We're like, hey, j- jump in the book of John. Read about Jesus. Read the words of Jesus, right? And so sometimes I think it's real easy to go, okay, I'm going to read the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But when it comes to Revelation, ah, oh, no. 
But it's this, like this is, these are still Jesus's words. And we folks need to be attentive to Jesus's words, okay? Uh, it says in Deuteronomy 8.3, it says, man does not live on bread alone, but on what? Every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so like, yeah, this is John writing, right? But this was all like what, what Jesus was showing him. This is all from him. So it's John's exact words, right? But it's all from Jesus. I was actually thinking this week about like from a human sense, I think we understand some of this, like uh, how sometimes like we can literally hang on every word of certain people, right? Like some people like would hang on every word of a celebrity, whatever they say, all right? Or like uh, maybe politicians or, uh, or famous uh, pastors or, you know, different people like that. And like how sometimes whatever they say, like, oh, well, they, you know, did you hear what they tweeted? And you take it like as gold, right? I'm, I'm not the only one, right? Some of you guys do that, right? Right, like, so like this whole idea, right? Sometimes we can just hang on there. Every word, whatever they say is gold. And so we understand this concept because we do it human to human. But folks, we should do that. We ought to be eager to read Revelation and hang on every word that Jesus has actually put forth in this book. I hope that I'm convincing you that this is a good thing to do. I really do. We should dive in, seek to discover to be wise of the coming battle, again, that's already been won, right? Jesus wins, but be aware uh, of the directions for living our life now, because there are some directions for us, folks, in this book for today, for us. We'll discover that as we go throughout this, through the rest of our, our time this summer. But I think it's important, again, I think I missed it when I did my own studies, that this whole book is from Jesus, written to a specific audience for a specific time, but from Jesus for you, for me, for us, and this time in 2022 also. It's for us. For us to read and understand some things, reason enough in my mind to press into checking it out, even though it might be a little confusing in places, right? And it might be a little uh, hard to understand with some of the imagery and poetic things, those kind of things. But it is from the most important person ever, Jesus Christ, who, by the way, rose from the dead. And that power is in this book too. I think it's something to think about. So that's the first thing. We should un uh, uncover Revelation because it's from Jesus. Second thing, you can write this in. We should uncover Revelation because there's some personal benefit to gain. You can fill that in. There's personal benefit to gain. And I want to unpack this in, in two different parts uh, this morning. Um, two personal benefits, I think, that uh, we see from the text again. And I'll just tell you what they are. The first one is blessing. And the second one is being clued in. Okay, blessing and being clued in. I want to talk about blessing first. All right, it actually says in verse three of the text, it says, look at this, it's very clear. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Blessed is the one who reads and blessed are those who hear it and take heart what is written in it because the time is near. Blessed are those who hear it. Blessed there's reading, blessed there's hearing. I, I like this verse, uh, the, the, uh, the fact that it's right up uh, at the front of the book of Revelation. Uh, I think Jesus, right, because this is from Jesus, right? I think Jesus was like, um, if I'm gonna get them to really press into this, like I'm probably gonna have to tell them that it's gonna be good for them. Because he already knew it was gonna be hard, right? He knew it was gonna be a little bit hard to read and understand, right? 
So he's reassuring the church. He's reassuring us that like, look, if we can press into an image heavy communication, though we as humans are not image heavy kind of people when it comes to the way we learn, we're fact driven people more than image driven people, right? So even though we are not bent towards image communication as much as we are fact communication, he was saying, hey, look, if you can press into image heavy communication, this will be to your benefit. There will be something here for you, some advantage for you. Actually, I looked up that word blessed in the original language this weekend. It's this word, uh, makeros, I think is how you say that. And it means blessed and happy. I love when the, like, look up the word blessed and it means blessed, right? But I love the fact that, like, this is a very simple thing at the very, in a very complex book of the Bible. Got, like, very early on, Jesus is like, hey, it's very simple, really. Do this, read this book, and you'll be blessed. I think this is kind of like a breath of fresh air as we dive into this very complex book, right? There's, if, if we do something a little challenging, we might reap something really good. If we do something a little challenging, again, and me as your pastor, like I'm thinking, again, most pastors avoid this kind of communication, right? And I feel like the Lord was saying, Matt, press in to the book of Revelation, do something a little challenging with your church and, and, and reap the blessing on the other side. You've probably heard uh, some of you, because again, I'm going back to history, Doug, all right? You probably heard this quote from Theodore Roosevelt before, nothing worth having comes easy. Probably heard that before, right? I was thinking about that, right? And then maybe another way to see that, say that is nothing good comes without hard work. And folks, what I wanna say to us as we start this series is that this first book of Revelation tells us that work through this communication. If, you, if you've been following Jesus for 20 years and you've never read the book of Revelation, read it. It, by the way, the, 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 there's a scripture that actually says that the word of God is alive and active. That doesn't exclude revelation. That was free. That wasn't even in my notes. The Bible is living and active, the word of God, and the, it includes the entirety of scripture, including the book of Revelation. And so if we, can, if we can press into this communication that, yes, is a little hard to understand, we're gonna be blessed. We're gonna gain something. I mean, I don't think there's a single one of us here, right? And I say this, I feel like I say this a lot around here, but like, hey, do you want, like, hey, do you want somebody to like bless you? And you go, nah, that'd be weird. We go, we're gonna pray for you, right? Like this book, this, this verse says that we will be blessed. There will be goodness that will come when we read the book of Revelation. We should do it. Am I convincing you? I think that sometimes, right, like this whole idea of like, uh, nothing good comes without hard work, right? Folks, this is just one more thing, just like everything else in life. Like, you know that, right? That works. If you wanna work hard, you, you work hard, you get more, you get a raise, right? You, you work hard, you, you, you can actually get a really nice, real nice, nice things in life, a nice house and something like that. You can, if you work hard, there's actually another scripture that says, uh, those who don't work, don't eat. <laughs> he got way too excited about that, <laughs> Right? The, the, the truth is, is it, it, this makes sense of how this works. Like, we want the blessing from God. We got to do the hard work of the book of Revelation. Right? We got to do the hard work. Because it makes me curious, right? This, so, this part of this made me so curious this week of what that actually might mean for us, for you and for me, for us as a church by the end of the summer. What will our church look like, folks, at the, end of August, at the beginning of August? If we're promised blessing when we press into this whole thing, what will we look like? Hmm, that kind of excites me. And by the way, again, I'm gonna tell you, I feel inadequate to teach this stuff. 
because I haven't done enough study. I've done my own personal, but I, I, and so it's like, but, I, but I'm, and I'm super glad we had a teaching crew meeting and they poured into this and whatever and spoken to this. We have a couple people teaching on this. Like Doug's gonna teach because he's way better at historical stuff than I am. Stephanie's gonna teach. So there's other people that are gonna teach that I think is really helpful, but I am curious at the end of the day, when we get done with this series, some of you reading the book of Revelation for the very first time in your life, and you may be 60 years old, what this will look like for us. And here's my hope. My hope is, is that we will see a different church, a different marriages, different parents, different students because of what we're gonna study this summer. And I think, it's a, I think it's out there. It's possible for us to grab. And here's the other thing. This is not the only time in this uh, book that is talked about that we get blessed with this. It actually says in Revelation 22, this is the final chapter, it says this, in verses six and seven, it says, the angel said to them, these words are trustworthy and true. By the way, I wanna pause there for a minute. That's important. The words in this book are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. And here it is again. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of prophecy written in this scroll. It is bookended in this book. The very beginning, the very end. And I think Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to know it's gonna be hard. Hey, by the way, good job. You did the hard work and now the blessing is gonna come. We have to remember what we, we have to get in, read, remember, retain it um, because something good is coming when we do. So that's the first thing. That's the blessing benefit. That's the first part. The second benefit uh, that I think, and I didn't leave a place for you to write this down, but you can write that down if you want to, but is being clued in. You can write that in, being clued in on your handout if you want to do that. Um, Reading this, retaining this book, uh, clues us in, gives us a leg up on current and future realities. And I get this from the text in verse 19, the last one we read. It says, write, therefore, what you shall see, or sorry, write, therefore, what you have seen, and then here it is, what is now, underline that, and what, it, what will take place later. What is now and what will take place later. So this will give us, as we read this, this book, that again, is a little confusing, right? It, is that it will give us some insight into some current realities. What is now, what is happening right now. Again, in order to strengthen us, right? Like as it did for strengthening the churches. Remember, there was persecution going on. These churches needed to be encouraged and given a brave spirit, right? And so there will be some things that, that we will have a leg up on what's happening to us right now in this moment in 2022. But also a leg up on the reality of what is going to happen, future realities of us if we get to live that long. We don't know when Jesus is gonna come back. But knowledge and understanding that, by the way, that Jesus wins. And there's blessings to knowing both, what is now and what will be. There's blessings to both. And as I was working on the teaching this week, I was talking to the staff a little bit about it. And one of the staff was like, so uh, I was talking through the, like this concept of what is now and, 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 and uh, what is to come and, and, and kind of the idea of that. And he said like, you know, well, it's kind of like, um, like checking the weather channel before you go out, right? Um, you know, to like, uh, like if, you, if you're gonna take the, the uh, go to the next picture. If you're gonna take the tops off the Jeep, right? By the way, if anybody wants to ever buy them out of Jeep, I'll be, all, I'll, I'll be glad to receive that gift. Uh, that'll be one of the things. But like, if you're gonna take the tops off the Jeep, right? You ought to know what the weather's gonna look like, right? You don't wanna get caught at the beach in a downpour, right? Or, or for example, I was thinking about this. Some people, we had a lot of people doing this this weekend, camping, right? Like you, you wanna check the weather before you plan a camping trip. Before, like that is a lot of washout right there. 
How many of you, have you ever gone camping and been like that and you're like, uh, yeah, it's, it's awful, isn't it, right? That happened to Lee and I once, right? Uh, we were actually camping with the Simpsons one time. We stayed, but the Simpsons left, <laughs> right? We endured, yeah, right? But right, like, it's just like that, right? Like, and I, thought, I thought, man, that was a great way to understand this concept, right? It's a blessing to, in that sense to know, to know what is, like, right now, because the Jeep thing, you're gonna kind of go like probably right now, you're gonna take the, and go to the beach, right? Uh, but for a camping trip, it's good to know what's gonna come in the next few days, right? And so the same is true, and the reason we should rediscover, uncover Revelation, because we don't, folks, we don't want to get caught in a moral downpour. We don't wanna get caught in a cultural washout. I don't. I don't want you, and I don't want that for my life. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that for our church family. I don't want you to get caught in a, in a moral downpour or cultural washout. And so we need to know what is and what will take place. And again, what will take place, by the way, again, is the knowledge and the fact that Jesus wins in the end. What is and what will take place. Big, 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 big purpose for this book. And then letters. That's why they were written. And so we are blessed if we read it, because we can get clued into that stuff. And, 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 but I will say, and this is something I think that, um, as I get ready to close, that I think it's important to establish as we begin a series and we walk through this cluing in thing, is that prophecy, this prophecy that we're gonna read about in this book, um, it is not linear, okay? It is not linear. Um, we have to think about this as we read this book, and I hope that you'll start reading the, the, the first chapter tomorrow when the reading plan starts. But we have to think about this more like windows that we get to peer into. So if you like, think of like, like, like a ranch-style house, right? And, okay, and if you go to this side of the house, you get to look in this window in this room, and then you go to this side of the middle of the house, and you get to kind of look into this room, and if you go over there, you're gonna kind of look into this room. And so we have to think about it like that, like that, that it's, more, it's more about windows that we get to look into than rather than what is actually chronologically happening next. Okay, um, so uh, you'll notice as you read that you'll, you'll read phrases that John will say, I turned and saw. Like, so he was looking in this window and then he turned and he walked down to this window and he looked into another window, okay? Or you'll, you'll, you'll read the phrase, I heard. So I turned and saw, I heard. And often what that is, is that is a new window that John is looking through, okay? Um, so the idea here is that, that it was kind of written as one, two, three in the moment. But then uh, if, if you do a little digging, you'll understand that in chapter 12, uh, in chapter 12, we actually see stuff that happens 90 years earlier than what we just read in the first 11 chapters. Okay, so it is not, it is not a chronological way of reading this. And so you gotta know that as you're going into that, all right? I hope that makes sense. Um, but regardless, what, what we get as we, as we read this and we, and we, and we uh, have that lens, right, is that we include and we get blessed by knowledge, giving us a big, big, big leg up on current and future realities so we don't get swept up in this moral downpour or a, a cultural washout. Huge benefit, by the way. Huge, huge benefit to take advantage of and reason to press into this book, into the book of Revelation, all right? So I'm gonna stop talking now. Uh, but man, the book of Revelation, is anybody excited? Yeah, good. I'm glad I got a couple of people's hands are, are, are going up because I, I am. Um, and again, I, I'm not excited about, uh, to be honest with you, this, this is gonna take, pray for me, would you? As we go through this series, because this takes a lot of effort to walk through a book like this. And uh, I was worried this week, but man, God showed up in this message and I, I was really gl glad how it came together. But um, it gets me, and, and again, it's, it's not because I wanna just go, okay, let's do something tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the potential benefit on the backside for you and for me and for our church. And so, 
Two reasons today we should uncover Revelation, because one, there's some personal benefit to gain. That's the first, and then that second one is, it's from Jesus. I think two great reasons to press in this summer to a hard, hard book of the Bible. Um, and let's leap together, church. Let's leap together in this and see what God will do in our life, all right? So with that, Abby, you can come on up. I'm gonna uh, ask you guys to stand, and we're gonna move into a time of, of prayer this morning. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.